0: Hello there. So in, in this podcast, I'm, I'm going to address you know, what legal matters need to be addressed when a loved one dies unexpectedly. So um, just been involved in a lot of these situations in the past. You know, as as life goes, many people pass away after uh, either through old age or through some prolonged illness. Um, the The death is you know somewhat expected or or somewhat anticipated and and so those um, scenarios really can be can be planned for. Um, people get their legal affairs in order. people let other family members know the location of important papers and and accounts and other information that might be necessary. So family's pretty much aware of what's going on, maybe they even already have access to bank accounts and uh, other things that will need to be accessed. And so when that family member does pass away, there there oftentimes does not need to be, you know, confusion, uncertainty because, you know, things were thought out and planned in advance. However, in a lot of cases, sometimes that death is really just out of the blue and unexpected. You know, situations where sometimes someone has a has a heart attack, or maybe they were involved in some type of of accident, and maybe they were older, and maybe they were younger. But that's when really kind of havoc takes place. Is when that um, that death is totally unexpected and it and it hits everybody, you know, really hard. So then what happens is, you know, because the family is having to deal with just this totally unexpected death of a a parent or a spouse or a sibling or a friend or some other, you know, loved one or relative, they're having to deal with that and then pretty quickly, you know, the the questions start to arise. Like you know, oh my gosh, um, did he have his affairs in order? You know, did did she have a will or a trust? Uh, how are we going to cover the funeral expense um, needs and you know costs? Uh, where are this person's you know bank accounts and and what did he own or who did he owe? What about all of our credit card debt? What what about income taxes? Boy, they had all this stuff in the home, had some collections, had some personal effects. What's going to happen with all of that? He owned a business. What do, what do we do with his business? How in the world are her ongoing bills going to get paid while we sort through all of this? And who's going to be responsible for taking care of all of this? So those are those are common questions that arise when, when you see that really unexpected death, which typically in a matter of minutes or hours or a couple of days all that leads to we need to talk to a lawyer so this is you know kind of the best way to to handle that stuff and and it probably is pretty important that you you talk to a lawyer fairly quickly i'm going to go through what that means now i will say want to make sure the immediate needs of you know someone passing away are met yes there's going to be you know funerals that need to be arranged there's going to need to be relatives that need to be contacted you know all that stuff is is um, should be handled first before we get into all the all the legal stuff but because there's so much uncertainty when there's an unexpected Death and nobody knows where whether it was planned for from an estate standpoint, then it probably is better to talk to a lawyer sooner than later. Now, um, so you know, we we have lots of meetings with surviving loved ones and family members. You know, they're oftentimes the day after the funeral, maybe or two days after the funeral, because there's a there's usually a kind of a um thought process of you know let's let's just get through the funeral first that's going to be in the next couple of days let's get through that family's coming in we've got people to talk to and so it's kind of let's get through that and then let's go talk to the lawyer when it's the unexpected death and there's all these issues that pop up but in the meantime um if you're involved in a situation like that you want to you want to locate the the last will I'll call it the original last will you know the the latest original last will cuz if someone, you know, signed one in 2004 and then they signed another one in 2012, that 2012 one likely revoked any prior wills or amendments. So you want to you want to make sure you locate the original of the last one that they did. And and sometimes you can tell it's an original um because perhaps the, the notary or lawyer, um you know, put his seal on the last page of the document. So there's that raised seal. You can tell it's the original. Sometimes uh, all the signatures in blue ink, and I realize uh, copy machines can these days, you know, copy color pretty darn good. But sometimes that's an indicator that it's an original. So you want to make sure you locate that because that's something that's going to need to be produced uh, relatively quickly. Sometimes people had a living trust. You want to make sure you locate that. And then really every situation is different. But, uh, and I'm going to address some of the unique circumstances that come up. But in general, we want to make sure we get all of, all of the parties together um, when there is that conversation with the attorney. So, and I realize that it's a stressful time, and sometimes family relationships uh, can be strained. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes it's, you know, um, uh, participants in the settlement of an estate um, don't speak, uh, don't like each other, don't trust each other. And so that's going to make things, that's going to add several layers of difficulty. But for purposes of this discussion, let's say, you know, everyone is cordial. Everyone is amicable. And when I talk about get the parties together, eh, the parties I I would imagine uh, would typically be the, the executor if there was one named in the will. Um, if there was a living trust, the trustee or the successor trustee of that trust. Um, and and in addition to the executor, we'd want to make sure, you know, all of the, the heirs, you know, and typically if it's a parent who passed away and they had adult children, then, you know, those adult children are typically the heirs. But, you know, the, uh, the parent could have left his estate whoever he or she wanted to pending certain perhaps Louisiana forced airship rules. So it's important to get everybody together because the idea is you, if you can get everyone together in this period of mass uncertainty, chaos, um, wondering if everything's going to be addressed, wondering if you can trust other parties that will be involved if you can get everybody together with someone who fully understands the process that that family is going to have to go through, and all of these parties can, you know, voice their their concerns, their urgencies, um, and get those addressed, um, then it really eliminates a lot of question and uncertainty. So. When all of those parties get together, and let's just take an example where, you know, maybe maybe uh, our dad passed away. Maybe he was, you know, 60 years old and he had a heart attack. And, you know, maybe dad had three kids that are in their 20s uh, or 30s. And so, um, and maybe dad had a will named... Named maybe one of the kids, or all of the kids, or maybe some third party, some trusted friend or relative, as the executor of his will. Then the idea is get all those parties together. Gather, get them. With, get them with an attorney who really understands the process that the the family is about to go through. And then, then when they everyone gets together, um, probably the best first thing that that can be done is to. Find out um, what any immediate concerns might be. so this is one where here here's here's where we start to you know each one is different. Sometimes the concern will be, um, boy, you know i just I just forked out fifteen thousand dollars for you know, for his funeral. And I paid for it, you know, out of my bank account or with my credit card. How can I, I want to make sure I'm going to get reimbursed for that. Sometimes it's, uh, how do we figure out where he had accounts? Or it might be, um, he's got bills that need to be paid and we want to make sure that his house doesn't get foreclosed on. He's got a business and that business's competitors are already starting to contact the clients or customers of that business. What do we do about that? And so there 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 could be any number of concerns um you know sometimes we'll hear stuff like um you know he really wanted so and so to have his car or his motorcycle so what do we do to address that or it might be um uh, the deceased person's friend loved one is already going into his house and starting to clean out the personal effects So the steps that we take when we do get everybody together can vary based on what those immediate needs are. Sometimes whatever those immediate needs are, they got to be addressed and we got to have a plan for addressing those immediate needs. But what typically happens is, you know, we want to make sure right away that we get if the person had a will and they named an executor, we want to make sure we... We file, we we prepare, we get all the signatures, we file at the courthouse all of the necessary court pleadings that are required along with the will so that um, at some point, hopefully in the not too distant future, a judge will sign the necessary court orders ordering that the will is valid and that the executor is confirmed. And sometime well that uh, the timing of that can vary from state to state, county to county, parish to parish so but it it is really important to to jump on that because once you get that executor confirmed by a judge, then some things can start to happen, um, things like uh, the executor can get access to funds that the deceased had and their now frozen bank accounts. The executor can get access to information from third parties on what the deceased owned or owed, or um, you know, going have, to have all those rights. So that's real that's typically done right out of the box, and of course, in our office we have, we've created all the document creation systems to you know get that done as quickly as it can be done. And then from there, based on the needs of the survivors and the estate, then we have to create some kind of plan for getting all of those various matters addressed. And so we can typically go through and say, okay, here's what's going to happen the the first week and then the first month, and then here's what's going to happen two months from now and three months from now, and this is how long the whole thing's going to take. And this is going to be the process of getting an executor confirmed, establishing estate bank accounts, uh, discovering all of the uh, estate asset and debt information, um, managing assets, potentially selling assets, maybe selling a home or selling other things or rental property or dealing with business issues or dealing with credit card issues. This, you know, we'll develop a plan for dealing with all of those kinds of things, and that gives all those parties. You know, you see, you see their kind of shoulders going down because now they're going from a state of uncertainty. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust this person. Um, I don't know what's there. I don't like the fact that I don't know anything, and because I don't know anything. Um, you know, I don't know what to do. It takes them from that mindset to okay, wow, there is a plan in place, there's going to be transparency. I, I maybe don't have all of the answers today because we don't have all of the information, but at least we have a method for getting all of the information and all working together to see that, you know, everything is done the way it's supposed to be and, um, and, and all matters are going to be addressed appropriately. So that initial meeting, if done right, is going to give all the parties some peace of mind um, and then they can relax a little bit and then deal with, you know, other issues that they have to deal with because, you know, they lost a loved one. So there you have it. Um, and if I had to really sum it all up in maybe you know thirty seconds or so, is when someone dies unexpectedly. There's some initial panic, and that panic is combined with having to deal with you know arranging funerals and contacting family members. But the panic often is surrounded with all these legal issues that no one has an, any clue of how they should be addressed. Maybe a couple of the participants had gone through uh, uh, the settling of an estate once or twice before, but because everyone is so different, they can't apply their prior experience to the current situation. So the key is get all the parties together, get them with someone who can lay out a plan, get questions answered, and make everybody feel better. And then that'll That'll eliminate a lot of stress and uh, hopefully encourage cooperation, transparency, so that uh, things can be done in the most efficient manner possible. So um, hope that helps. Um, um, don't like to really um, be involved because I don't like having these meetings when someone passed away unexpectedly. It's always, wow, sorry to be meeting under these circumstances it's always a tough situation for everybody, but like anything, there's a right way and a wrong way to handle it. And uh, done incorrectly, it can really damage you know relationships of survivors and really make things tough. but done correctly with transparency and open communication and eyes uh, you know, dotted and T's crossed, um, you know, the relationships of the survivors can can continue and things to go as planned probably as the person who passed away would have wanted them to go. So uh, hope that helps. Paul Rabelais, estate planning attorney. I'm here in Louisiana. I uh, have been through this many times and um, hope this gives you some guidance on how to handle these kinds of things. Take care.